was a clap of my own. Thank you. Thank you. And as Virginia Woolf once famously said, uh, all a female writer needs to succeed is a clap of one's own. She didn't say that. But I am afraid of Virginia Woolf. As anybody should She's be. She's terrified. She's Hello. terrified. And welcome to the It Is Nigh podcast. Where, oh, um, yes. I guess the clap was, uh, was the indication <laughs> that we started. Where uh, my co-host Harrison is, is over there being Harrison. And I'm over here being Chris. And, uh, and this is the show that you decided to click on. Mm. Uh, we thank you. And I guess goodbye, assuming that you'll be leaving in the next 30 seconds. <laughs> right. In case you accidentally stumbled upon this and you're like, good <laughs> lord, this is utter nonsense. Bye-bye. Good to have you briefly, but parting is such sweet sorrow except to see that air. You know what is also a sweet sorrow? And I am going to preface this by saying I haven't actually done a deep dive. But I am uh -oh. a little sad that nobody as far as I know, responded mm. to your question on Twitter about whether or not evangelicals are the greatest threat to American democracy right now. Well, nobody follows us on Twitter. Which that's is not true. true. We I, only I, have 20-some-odd followers, so that's true. True, but we also don't follow anybody. I think I think we need to follow a fuck ton of people to uh, 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 trick the algorithm into thinking that we matter, that we're important. But then again... Okay, this is something that really actually pisses me off, is that um, um, Emma at Emmy the Bish, for another Hello. pod. Welcome, Hello. welcome. Thank you for welcome tweeting back. at us. Absolutely. Um, um, tweeted at us several times. Twitter did not think to mention that. <laughs> they didn't think that was pertinent information that we needed to know. It was like, like I, I eventually fucking found it way 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 down in the notifications but i was like well you know we kind of thought that you would need to know that the bbc tweeted uh uh, uh before you need to know that somebody tweeted at you <laughs> well that's kind of the point of tweeting at someone is it not that they'll get a fucking notification like oh it's not the way things work here on twitter <sighs> all right well all right just just great great just platform get, oh awesome Twitter is the platform, the only one where it is it ever, like, and they have new stuff. I don't mean to say they haven't, like, created some UI updates and stuff. But mm. basically, since their founding, they've mm. been coasting. Like, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> one of the only major decisions that they have made since their founding uh, was kicking Donnie off. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and hey, hey, you know what? A little power to them. Just a little. I'm not going to say more, but a little power to them for making it permanent versus Facebook that was like, we'll kick him off for two years, at which point he can come back right before he's going to rerun for president. It's like, oh, you goddamn cowards. You right. fucking idiots that constantly support and enable fascism across the world you are going to do it here and you will bring it about the ruination of the state also hello kata uh oh, hello. chilean listener i i sincerely hope that we are pronouncing it correctly if not tweet at us dm us again our dm is as dry 
as a nun's twat. We we have. Can I say that? A D. Well, you did, and a DM Uh. guarantees you a mention. Just so you know, if you're like, how do you get mentioned on the show? All five of you. The answer Mm. is DM. Our DMs are as open as. I was going to say like somebody's legs, but then I didn't want to make that accusation towards any as open as my legs, which which if you you can't see because you're a listener, but I'm putting my foot right on the camera right now. Oh, he is. Uh, And the other foot is not visible. So you can assume that there's some pretty open legs. And what an excellent segue to talk about Uyghur concentration camps in China. Well, you know, we're here. We are sheer. We're sheared. So we're recording this on Thursday, June 10th. Yes. And the news broke today on The Guardian of an Amnesty International uh, report. They they interviewed over 50 um, Uyghur people in in China. And basically, I'm going to... I'm going to get into some of the details, but I'll spare most of them. Don't. Um, mainly Let's get right into the genocide. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, and it well, is genocide. It is genocide. To clarify, it's the special kind of genocide, also known as slavery. It's one of those double whammy genocides. Uh, um, they are basically just rounding up uh, Uyghur Muslims and uh, a few other smaller ethnic groups in China that are uh, predominantly Muslim and putting them in giant camps and then apparently according to a lot chris oh what kind of camps the kind that like uh concentrate you in in Mm. an area that Mm -hmm. you can't leave and and then they and then they want to educate you on you know speaking mandarin and Mm. and learning about the communist party Mm. Uh, but they they want it to be an immersive experience. At well, these it's a camps. good thing Disney bends over backwards to appease this system. That's not something that we're going to look back on in fifty <laughs> plus years. And which I mean, mind you, Disney himself f- fucking was a Nazi sympathizer. Yeah, he's a bad Walt guy. Disney was like, I don't know, what's so bad about them? I mean, that's a real fucking thing. That's actually I mean, a you lot won't of find captains it. of industry in this country. Yeah, yeah, it's it's <laughs> a ton. I mean, we 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 can get into that probably at another date. But like, I I, I really think it's very important not to forget the fact that. And again, you will not find this on Walt Disney's Wikipedia page, which has just been scrupulously <laughs> scrubbed. Of of any like like they're like some people say he was an anti semite other people say he's not. Jeez, like, I wonder who added that part. <laughs> was it perhaps people that work for the Walt Disney Corporation? Uh, I'm not gonna say one way or the other, but I think they, I think it might be. I think it might be. It sounds like it seems like maybe it could be. So yes, um, in keeping with Walt Disney tradition, uh, we are just uh, 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 okay with concentration camps. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's it's pretty bad. People are talking about getting arrested. It's very bad. 
It's very, 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 very bad. Oh yeah, and I mean, it's like it's across. It's it kind of doesn't matter, but you're getting rounded up and taken to either a camp or a police station, and then people are being full on tortured. There's this thing apparently that China uses called a tiger chair, and it basically uh, adheres your limbs in painful positions on the chair while you are being interrogated. One person even died after 72 hours of being restrained in this way. We also have people reporting when they go to these concentration camps, China often calls them re-education camps, they're being forced to learn Mandarin, not allowed to speak in their native tongue. They're also... Are beaten, are beaten, beaten if they utter a phrase in, in their original tongue. Yeah, punished, like, to the nth degree for even the most trivial of, like, infractions, which, of course, I assume are just not being, you know, normal Chinese enough. And mm. people, you know, like, all the worst stuff. Not being, being Communist to... Party Chinese enough. Yeah, not being Communist Party Chinese enough. Because not... it's not enough to be fucking born and raised in China in a culture that is telling you all of this is okay. You have to adhere to whatever the fuck Beijing is saying. Yeah, it's it's nuts. People have to like kneel for God. hours and hours without changing yeah. position, and if they do change position, they're beaten. It's um, it's a you know topic what? we want to discuss more, but Harrison and I did talk about it before, and we both since this news is today news, the day we're recording. Uh, we haven't had time to kind of do our, not that we do great research on this show, but no. sometimes we like to educate ourselves at least a little bit on what we're talking about subject-wise in advance, and well, we just haven't had time more, to learn a lot about the Uyghurs. Right. More more when it is like an ultra-serious topic like this, which again, I don't love the argument of like, history will look unkindly upon you. Like, well... <laughs> It may and it may not, you know, like it, it depends on who's writing the history, you know, the whole Victor thing. But the, this one in particular is just like, this is fucking unconscionable. And any government which seeks to placate and to to uh, excuse the crimes of the Chinese Communist Party at present uh, is complicit. In genocide. In fucking genocide. Genocide is the word. We've talked about it before on the show. When you are seeking to erase a culture, either through killing of the people or or just erasure of their culture through forced indoctrination. That's what usually a combination means. of both. That is what fucking re-education means. That's that's genocide. They are actively fucking committing genocide, and they get away with it because they're on the Security Council, because they have nukes, because they have an overwhelming population count, uh, uh, which for, for decades has been much to the Communist Party's chagrin. Until recently, we're like, you can have three kids. We're like, we're not interested in that anymore. Actually, <laughs> uh, after generations of, of you throwing away those kids and, and telling us that it was illegal to have them and murdering them or otherwise shipping them somewhere else, um, I don't, I don't, 
I don't think we're game with that. I don't think we're game with that. The, 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 as with many countries, the hope lies with the youth of the country. We saw a lot of it in the Hong Kong protests. Uh, uh, I don't know. You can argue the success or non-success of, of those protests. But, I mean, there are people within, and, I mean, that's why I, I, I get on myself all the time about this. I say, like, I hate China. That's not fair. That's not remotely fair. There are a billion people in China. <laughs> I don't hate a billion fucking people. My God, I, I, I don't even hate close to that. I can't even I, imagine a billion I, I people. I can't even imagine a billion fucking people. <laughs> I couldn't possibly hate that many people. My issue is with the Chinese Communist Party, period, full stop. And I, I don't say that enough. I feel like anybody criticizing China doesn't say that enough because the Republicans love in this country to talk about how bad China is. And oh, my like, God. No, that's this is, not. Uh, this is the perfect segue. Thank you. You and I were talking about right before we were recording too, but... what stories we should talk about today. Mm-hmm. I and I know this this will be one of our kind of quicker ones as well. And like and like Harrison said, we'll get back to the Uyghurs on a different episode in more depth. Probably mm-hmm. there will be there is much more to talk about as as more information comes to light and we can actually uh, speak about it in a more educated manner. Exactly. Um, but in lieu of the GOP having its fun with racism let's uh, do a quick because this has been in the news a lot in the past couple weeks let's uh, quickly talk about their like appropriation or redefining for their base of um uh critical race theory in the u.s god damn it do we have to we we should (laughs) yeah you're right you're right you're right you're right um wow Wow, what a blitz! What 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 an utter uh, uh, coordinated assault on an academic idea, right? Which 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 is, I mean, you know, let's largely uh, it's let's largely start based with in... what is critical race theory, though, for anyone Please. who doesn't know. Do you oh, want you to want do it me? or should I? You want me? No, you take it. You take it. Okay, this is and this is going to be the most simple definition. Um, You're going to give a more clinical definition. <laughs> but simply put, critical race theory is basically just the idea that racism is more than the individual. Yes, individuals can mm. be racist, but racism, while is while it's plenty possible to come from an individual mm-hmm. racism does not only reside with individual right. persons and the reason for that so says critical race theory and i would tend to agree is that those individuals throughout history you know the farther back you go the kind of the more racist you get and those mm-hmm. are the people that design society and therefore mm-hmm. there are a lot of racist systemic racist parts of right. society and this ranges right. from the way we govern the way we police the way our court system works but it also involves the way we portray people in media how we talk to one another how mm. you would treat someone in a public space versus a private space and one-on-one versus with a group all of that combined and the and the potential 
avenues for prejudice Mm -hmm. is kind of what critical race theory is about. And it's basically trying to get people to think about race as not only changing minds, but also changing structures Structures. and institutions. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and, and, and that is what is so utterly frustrating about look at, at this juncture, I, I refuse to call them the conservative party. There is no conservative party in the United States at present. They are not conservative. <laughs> Conservatism is rooted in the idea of, of less government intervention. You telling public schools that they cannot teach this thing is government fucking intervention, and, I, and, and, and they can't get that through their thick fucking skulls. Well, because they it's, consider... It's become... I mean, I agree. It's not the conservative party, and it hasn't been for years. At this point... No. It, no. Conservatism has just turned into fascism by another name. <laughs> like... Right. And not and not even not even like I mean, increasingly they're not even trying to fucking hide it. Right? I mean I mean with like like for instance Josh Howley's comment on how like, well, you know, it's not a democracy. It's never been a democracy. Oh, it's hell, a representative Howley. republic. And it's like God damn it, I fucking know what the what the actual <laughs> name of this thing is. All right. Don't fucking insult me by saying what the actual name of this thing is. The point is that we should be constantly moving towards more democratic ideals every single day and especially every election. And they they will be hell bound to ensure that that doesn't fucking happen. They will do anything and everything necessary to ensure that less people vote, less people that they like or don't like vote so that they can maintain power. Because at the end of the day, they do not have the majority on their side. They have historically. But today, fucking today, as as our shifting demographics become more and more apparent, the only way that they can maintain power is by rigging it in their favor right which is insane of course the that isn't the only way what's insane is that they are making it the only way for themselves where it's like or you could fucking change your politics to be more inclusive and to be more about you know government spending and stuff and less about racism like they are just playing like if by going after critical race theory and attempting to redefine it as this thing that like white Americans should be afraid of for their base is just a clear is I, I don't know the word I'm looking for. It's a clear signal. It's a clear sign. It's not even a sign. It's an act that is saying, Hey, this is what this party is about. Now the Republican party right. is about racism. We right. want you to get to be racist. Like right. that seems to be their goal at the end yeah. of the day. Conservatism in the United States is not about conserving personal freedom. It is about conserving white supremacy. It is about conserving a set of ideas that have governed for a very long time and making sure that the people that have always been in power remain in power just by virtue of who they are. And and apparently at any fucking cost, 
and this is why at any cost, right? At any fucking cost. This is why the it's a holy the war, act, baby. We could do fucking anything. Oh my god, it is. Yeah. They are treating it like a holy war. And I mean, god I am, damn. I am scared. We were talking, you know, nobody, nobody DM'd us, but you know, with your even, with your is evangelical Christianity generally the greatest mm-hmm. threat to American democracy. And I mean, in the sense that that is the base upon which the GOP is like deciding a lot of its or making a lot of its decisions, that's their basis. I think mm-hmm. I agree. But in a in a in a just step further down the line, like their motivation has a lot to do with that. But I mean, it's mm-hmm. just if we're to take that a step further, I'm not really dealing with this question. I'm just kind of using it as a framing Dancing device around here. It, yeah. But um but like the real killer we all need to be concerned with is local state government GOPs right now. Because if the We the yeah. People Act doesn't pass and everything is gerrymandered to fuck to the point where everything's like Wisconsin and only Republicans can get elected despite and being North a Democrat Carolina. and North Carolina. I mean, you have a Democrat majority voter state in Wisconsin and mm-hmm. Republicans are have been the like majority in their government for years and it's because Mm -hmm. they rigged the system there and they are trying to do it everywhere now and if this we the people act does not go through it's over like we everyone loses the midterms congress becomes deeply republican Mm. like it is i i cannot stress enough how much it is over if the we the people act doesn't pass well, and you you are the very first person that brought the We the People Act up to uh, my attention. I had not heard of it previously um, <laughs> because I'm actually a listener of this very show. <laughs> Oftentimes because I'm fucked up and I, I actually want to uh, hear what happened because I don't remember. Um, the uh, Upon looking into it more, it, it's that little meme. That I posted earlier this week about like with with uh, uh, AOC just like giving a death stare <laughs> to Mansion. That was a great meme. Funny, right? Yeah, yeah. But also dead fucking serious. Dead fucking serious. Some schmo named Joe holds the very power of democracy in his hands, and he can do anything with it. He and can he, deny it. He can uphold it. He's decided it. to deny it. He's already been pretty public about that. Last yeah. week, he straight yeah. up said to a West Virginia newspaper that he has no plans to do anything that would change the filibuster Fuck in you. any way. And Fuck that he has no you. plans to vote for the We the People Act. Fuck you. Fuck Joe Manchin. Fuck you, If somebody... You're a bad man. If somebody You're a has bad, a bad man set of skills with who's nothing listening. resembling a spine in which you can stand up and say, you know what? The more people that vote, the better. Why is that not fundamental to 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 everything that you are and stand for? Why? The only reason why is if it threatens your personal seat of power that's the only reason that's the only reason and it hurts it hurts deeply to know that there are so 
many people out there actively advocating and whose entire job it is to dismantle everything that holds democracy up in this country. It's get, I mean, honestly, and this is something that I'm kind of joking about and I've even made videos about We this. have to joke about it just because it's so overwhelmingly sad well, and that it's, we can either laugh or cry. Yeah, we can either laugh or cry, and at the end of the day, a lot of jokes now are, are, are just the truth said plainly because it makes you laugh before you realize that it's reality. Like, I mean, just like that meme. I mean, it's 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 funny because it's a format of a meme everyone's recognized, of person angrily right. staring at other person facing the opposite direction. Right. But but never, you know, like you said, it's like it's deadly serious at the same time. It's funny because right. I recognize this format of a meme. I recognize this scenario of humanity. But what I don't recognize in this picture is that it is literally the weight of of like all of our collective futures rest on right. this person, which is why AOC right. is giving him the death stare. Like right. <laughs> and, and I mean I mean this isn't this isn't American exceptionalism to say that like the trajectory of the United States will inevitably affect the trajectory of the world. That's not that I, I don't mean that to say that we deserve that kind of power. It just is a consequence of like how overwhelming our economy is. Um, and, and again, I will not give credit at all to capitalism for giving us this sort of economy. I give it entirely to the people that are fudging our numbers and fucking <laughs> turning everything upside down to make it seem like we have an incredible economy that serves everybody, even though we at the bottom know it absolutely does not <laughs> fucking serve anybody except the few oligarchs on top and we don't call them oligarchs in this country and i don't know why i do know why it's because we've lost a messaging war but <laughs> that's what they are that's what they fucking are um my my mom keeps calling me oh, and and says we're, we're gonna take a quick a quick listener break we'll be back no music though so it'll sound like nothing happened <laughs> yes sorry um, she's called me three times and she said it's important. No, 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 do it, do it. Ooh, and we're back from that fun little break that we never actually disappeared from as far as you, the listener, is concerned. And we have one no. more topic to talk about before bad content. Well, we've always been in your heart at the end of the day. We're like heartworms that way. <laughs> sure. We burrow into your into your cardiac walls and we won't let go until we've had our way it's true we like we're just wriggly wriggly boys <laughs> that's how you wriggle that's the sound of wriggling uh, apologies um apparently i am looking after the dog which was not discussed with me because i can't because i'm going to be in boston so I had to call my cousin and get them to take care of the dog, uh, which is fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. It was not an emergency. It was billed as an emergency. It's not an emergency. And mom won't know that I don't bill it as an emergency because she doesn't listen. Chris, continue. Uh, I can't say that about she my mom. She did vote for me. She did. Oh, mom. Is this, is Stephanie listening? Mom listens. Hey, mom. 
Love <gasps> you. Miss you. Stephanie. Can I call you Stephanie? <laughs> She's probably going to say no like, like live while listening to this. Um, one of my favorite teachers. Aw. She was a good That's teach. It. Speaking of um, of lessons we can learn, though, I think oh, there God. is yeah. a, a lesson, of course, providing providing uh, some background because I, I am unaware of the deets on this one. But Virginia has a has a governor race going on, and Harrison has been texting uh... me his thoughts about it angrily all week. <laughs> I have. And it has been all angrily because nothing went the way I wanted it to go. But uh, it sucks when right. you're watching so, an election in a state you don't live in. <laughs> yes, but this is this is a state that I used to live in. Um, um, True, and I, could live in again. Could live in. That's a great point. I actually. Um, um, I actually quite enjoy Virginia. I think it is a lot like North Carolina, except it because largely because of Northern Virginia um, and all of the chill people that live up there. Uh, it has a pretty cool state government. Can be cool. Uh, they just legalized weed. What? What? Which? Yeah. Um, they don't have as good of beaches. But um, <laughs> they do not. No, uh, the current governor of uh, Virginia is one Ralph Northam, uh, Democrat, who was the lieutenant governor to Terry McAuliffe. Now, you may be wondering, wait a tick. If Terry McAuliffe was already governor, why is he running for governor again? It is because there's a weird rule in Virginia that you cannot serve consecutive terms as governor. Wait, you can can you serve unlimited terms? Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> they just can't be consecutive. Which is fucking weird and stupid and uh, uh, absolutely a byproduct of the time where people only live to be like, yeah, 40. So it wasn't as much of a concern um and there but, were probably only like four people running so they were just trading right, positions right. exactly <laughs> so <laughs> so the first time um terry mcculliffe ran for governor i was in college he ran against uh i was not i was never registered to vote in virginia so i did not vote in this election but he was running against uh world-class douchebag ken cuccinelli who was one of the former AGs of uh, Virginia and became like an immigration czar for some reason uh, under the Trump administration. Uh, Ken Cuccinelli is an absolute goddamn no holds barred nightmare uh, for any democratic system. Okay. What, what, However, and why, what, wh why? Why? Okay. I, I don't Ken, know who this person is, except, I mean, obviously negative points because served yes. for the Trump administration, but... Right. Ken Cuccinelli is and has always been a fascist, right? He, oh. he, he takes, the, he takes uh, the whole law and order thing to a whole new degree to where uh, if you violate the law, he does not care whether you live or die. He oh. has said uh, several things to that effect, uh, cleaned up for the political realm. 
But the bottom line is that Ken Cuccinelli is a bad, bad man, an awful man <laughs> who, if he ever gets anything resembling executive power, he will abuse the ever-loving shit out of it. And even when he was running for governor, I was more right-leaning. That was even at the time where I was a registered Republican. <laughs> and, and even still, even still, in my, in my uh, fuck, that would have been... That would have been my freshman year. Uh, even then, when I didn't know dick about dick, I was still like, eh, you're kind of an asshole. I'm not sure I totally agree with uh, you and everything that you're about. I, again, didn't vote in that election, but if I had, I probably would not have voted for him. However, however, Terry McCullough did win who, that election. He fucking did. He is the Democratic nominee, a New Jersey man who randomly found his way into Virginia, or he just kept weaseling his way upward and upward and upward within the Democratic Party, constantly losing. Just any time it was put to a wide vote, just got the ever-living shit beaten out of him because everyone was like, <laughs> you suck. You fucking suck. You're a Republican by another name. Like, like oh, you, you, you don't, you are, you are a, a, a self-styled moderate, but I mean, we all know what that fucking means. Yeah. In this day and age. A moderate is just a fascist who has a conscience. <laughs> I love that definition. I'm not <laughs> sure I totally agree with it, but that is a marvelous definition. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, uh, Terry McCullough, I mean, like, like the most establishment, establishment of establishment guys you can fucking imagine, right? Buddy, buddy with the Clintons, right? One, one of the only times I've actually met, uh, McCullough was at, um, it was my cousin's graduation from UVA and he was the keynote speaker. Huh? And, and I mean, it was just like a handshaking, of course, you know, yeah. I was like, uh, hey. But but he um, throughout just like extolled the virtues of the Clintons and everything. Oh, the good that they've done. Setting himself up, of course, to be. And, and, and granted, if Hillary Clinton had won, Terry McAuliffe absolutely would have been in her cabinet. Oh. Right? Like that's how close he is. Uh, doesn't matter the position. I don't even know the position that he was quote-unquote being considered for but like he would have been there um so so you know just to give you an idea of how deeply embedded he is with the establishment democratic party which honestly is it different from the establishment republican party yes we've covered this before there's a big difference in 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 that one party is actively seeking to undermine democracy whereas the others are generally shitty, the way that both of them used to be shitty and used to be all money-driven, yeah. you know, one of them has just completely taken up the mantle of, like, democracy doesn't matter, democracy isn't a good thing, we should not let everybody vote. And the other is the Democratic Party, so I guess they fucking win by default. Right. right? Like, that's, that's in, in my book. Obviously, they don't win many elections because they are fucking terrible at messaging. 
God damn it, Democratic Party. Seriously, you, the Democratic you, you, Party uh, just like has whoever who and that's I don't know enough about the finer points of how our parties operate in this right. way, but whoever makes those choices or whoever is the person who is like making calls on messaging and stuff mm-hmm. has certainly heard the right things to say and put out there they they and i and i don't know if it's one person or multiple but they must be a bunch of fucking dickwads because they're totally being advised to do the the right thing messaging wise to like get people to vote for dems but all of a sudden they just like don't and they're like but what if we just catered to like all the people who are about to be dead that'll pan out right well (laughs) don't well, fucking don't do that, because as it turns out, the people that are about to be dead do not give one fucking shit about the survival of the species, and they frequently show it. But, so, so, uh, Terry fucking McAuliffe, Terry McAuliffe is, is, is just, like, the worst kind of, as, as much as I love dicking on the Republican Party, because I, I have been a part of them, I have been embedded within them i have seen firsthand the the utter destruction which they seek to wrought upon our democratic system terry mcculliffe is like the counter example you know the (laughs) the one where i'm like well democrats are better terry mcculliffe is one of those people that you can put up and be like no they're not no they're not they 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 take the money from the same awful people from the same like law firms that that the I mean, you know, law firms, we're talking about a different level here. We're not talking about your mom and pop shop law firms. We're talking about the law firms that decide the fate of entire peoples. Yeah, right? which if, like, you, if, if you, the listener, finds that statement confusing, the law firms and lobby organizations are very similar. And because law firms are full of lawyers, you know that one know the, the same. Often yeah. one in the same. Often one in the same. And and in general, it's like, of course, these are the people who construct laws and construct policy that they then dictate to politicians because, you know, they got a lot of money and they went to law school and know the law. Like- right. right. <laughs> like 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 Terry Terry McCullough is one of those politicians that when Ben Shapiro attacks him and calls him fake and a douchebag and somebody that's just parroting things that they don't believe, I I I am loath to admit it. And and, and in very few uh, instances will I admit it, but uh, Ben's right. On this one, again, I think Ben is a horrible he- – I don't need to fucking preface this. The point yeah. being – You're not listening Ter- to this if you like Ben Shapiro. Ter- no. <laughs> Terry McAuliffe is, is, is just terrible. He's a hack. He's a fucking robotic asshole that has never had an original thought in his life and will do and say whatever is necessary to get him elected. Now – Let's let's so now now that you know who Terry McAuliffe is, you know that he represents. Uh, of course, I feel like this goes without saying. Of course, he's an elderly white man. Oh, of course, fucking good door. But he was going up, and this is historic. His two top competitors were black women, which is marvelous. 
I uh, that 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 really? is great. Yes, that's awesome. Uh, it was it was um, uh, uh, state senator Jennifer McClellan, okay, who ended up getting the second most amount of votes. Uh, 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 really positioning herself as a as a bit of a centrist. Um, not n- not even kind of a, a kind of the way that she presented it was like Terry McAuliffe is a Republican by another name, which is fair. Which is fucking fair because Terry McAuliffe can be bought and sold many times over. He has been before, but uh, uh, she was like the main thing is that there was there so there's there's the the senate and then the house of delegates right okay and those are the two chambers in 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 virginia and uh uh a former uh state delegate um jennifer carol foy right was also right another black woman great but she was running on more of like an aoc platform more of like a my god something's got to fucking give here Right, like, like, yeah. like, like, there need to be some fundamental changes. We need to really push the envelope so that the government does the most good for the most people. Sounds like someone I'd vote Sounds, for. Absolutely, I fucking would have as well. But that's the thing that is kind of frustrating is that uh, McClellan was able to, as a result, position herself as the intermediary between the two. Be like, Terry McAuliffe is too much of a corporate douchebag. Um, um, the, the, the Carol Foy is, is, is forgive me, I, I, I don't know if she goes by a double last name. I've always seen her name. Is she a, is she a rep or a senator? She was a former delegate. Okay, um, we should say but, Delegate but Foy only because Carol Foy, Foy is the star of The Crown seasons one and two. <laughs> yes, you're exactly right. <laughs> um, Delegate Foy, which is which is the same as representative, right, uh, uh, in this particular system. Um, right, right, right. She positioned herself as like, well, you know, I'm not Terry McAuliffe, but I'm not going to go quite as like awesome for the people by the people as 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 famed black as american queen of england Foy. carol foy yes yes <laughs> um and they both got swamped of course they did they, they both, i mean of, yeah i know i fucking know man i know because like, racism God. the theme of this show it feels like <laughs> does but like the the shit oh my god not shit the 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 revelations that jennifer jennifer carol foy was bringing to the conversation were magnificent right i mean she was just she was just fighting what were her like what were her like top three well, her her big one was voting rights. Oh well, good. I'm I mean, very I mean, about her, that. Her top her top one was like, listen, we're under attack. We are under a absolute intentional assault, and we have to do everything within our power to make sure that that doesn't happen. And then a lot of the other shit that she believed in and, and, and fought for uh, boiled down to like personal liberty. In a weird way that, like, the, the I mean, of course, like, she 
does believe in government spending. I mean, I mean, oh no, in, in, but in a, helping a the lefty, a lefty personal liberty. The government shouldn't <sighs> be telling you who you can and can't marry, who you can and can't have sex with. Exactly, exactly. That's where it becomes like so confusingly marred. Is that it's like if you people were truly conservative, you would not care about about any of this. If 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 I mean, if it defies personal liberty, you're against it. That should be the basis of conservatism, and it's not. It is not in this country, and has not been in this country for a very long time. Yeah. But uh, uh, Terry McAuliffe absolutely swamped both of them. Uh, because he's a white guy in Virginia. Because he's a white guy in Virginia in the Democratic establishment, and it, and he's a well-known name. And you said he already uh, served as governor, so like he already it, served as governor, and he's going to be governor again. I mean, I don't like the chances of of the Republican winning. I don't even fucking know who won the Republican primary. It doesn't fucking matter. Uh, <laughs> the way that this system works, uh, it is entirely likely that uh, Jennifer McClellan, again the state senator that was kind of positioning herself as the centrist will be the lieutenant governor is to that, Terry McAuliffe. Is that how Virginia's set up? Runner-up of the race comes in as lieutenant governor? Oh, no, because this is the... It's this is slightly... The, okay. This is the primary. It's slightly more complicated than that. Uh, uh, but essentially, yes. Like, like, I mean, she'll still have to go up against whoever the fuck the Republicans put up. But at this juncture, like, I don't know. I don't really believe that Virginia has been a competitive state in like 10 years. It certainly doesn't seem that way with how they're trending. Um, so yeah. while, so, so like, I mean, but that's just so disappointing that Virginia has positioned themselves as like this safe democratic state. Right. They're not the ones that are like actually going for anything close to the democratic ideals. They're, they're like, they're all for like your Chuck Schumers and your Nancy Pelosi's and your fucking establishment always had power, pecking order, bullshit, old as sin nonsense that 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 honestly it the problem with it is that it gives ammunition to the right to bet you people are fucking uh, this is this is a racket, this is a and it's like, well, you're not wrong. Yep. You're not wrong. This can be a fucking racket. The difference is that there's a lot of us trying to make it not a racket, whereas you want it to be a fucking racket. And we'll do everything <laughs> within your power to ensure that it remains racket. Um, so Virginia is just sad right now. It's uh, well, I, No, I mean, I don't know. It's better than be the Republicans being in charge, but it's a shame that well, when the Democrats I mean, are in charge... Uh, but... Yeah, I guess it's like when the Democrats are in charge, the shame is, and we're seeing this on the national level in Congress and with Biden, too. I mean, he just took a big old step back from negotiating and bothering with the infrastructure bill for right now. It seems like he'll be back to it, but not going great. Maybe. So it's like... They're 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 not willing to use power, which annoys me, not because 
power is good or you should use power when you have it because because the other side uses power because the other side uses it every time they have it you have power now dnc why should you pack the court because you fucking can and because if you the other side will yeah and (laughs) and if you don't we're in deep deep shit and yeah if you pack the court and the other side eventually wins and they pack the court that's a possibility but you know what good because then we're diluting the power of the court and i mean i've made this argument on this podcast before but it's like these are you have the power biden you can be a fucking bully but instead you're trying to be mr nice guy compromise with republicans and joe manchin no go in take a shit with the door open like lbj and demand that everybody listen to you if they want you to stop harassing them with your bare ass like seriously be a fucking asshole because you already are you're the president and you're congress you guys are the worst you're the people who hold power i hate you and most of the country does so fucking do something good with it at least as opposed to sit on your duff and do nothing yeah that's my rant and you no, it's a great rant because you have made this argument on the podcast before. And between then, the last time that you made it, and now, I, I, I have had a bit of a change of heart. Because, because I, think, I think that you're right. It is, it is fucking absurd that every single time that Republicans have power, they jam shit down our throats like it's their goddamn job. And then when Republicans do it, they're like, well, let's play nice because you we mean have when Democrats to take do it. Huh? Dem- when Democrats do it. Yes, yes. When Democrats do it, they're they're like, edit it to make me sound smart. When Democrats <laughs> do it, they're like, let's take the high road because like we can't be like them. It's like, oh, my fucking God, it is already so rigged in Republicans' favor that the only way that you can punch back is with the same ferocity that they did it and if that means packing the fucking court so be it because that'll prove that the whole fucking thing is stupid to begin with and needs reconsideration that's fine if that's what it boils down to that's fucking fine because i mean it is unconscionable that that this very week didn't even mean to bring up this story but this week the court decided that if if you entered the country illegally, oh, yeah. it oh, does yeah. not matter how long you've been here. It does not matter if you have a green card. It does not matter about anything. If you crossed the border without letting the right people know in the right way, because that's the thing about illegally. Uh, I would argue that there are a fair amount of people that don't even fucking know. That, that 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 they're doing something illegal because your fucking immigration laws are so nonsensical that it's impossible to keep up with. Scholars can't even fucking keep up with it. You're expecting somebody that is just coming here for a better life, a better hope, that is told that this is the land of hope and freedom and the beacon to the world, the, 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 the city on the hill uh, that they should march towards. You really expect them to know the nuances of the fucking immigration code dependent upon state god damn it it depends on where (laughs) they enter the country how they will be treated uh none of those people get a chance at being a citizen 
None of them. Not a one. If you broke any laws in entering this country, you're fucked. Fuck you. Go home. End of story. Which, like, and I mean, I, I haven't looked at I haven't looked at the Constitution in a minute, so I don't know <laughs> off the top of my head. But like, I'm pretty yeah, sure neither have they. I, yeah, I'm about to say like they like this is like originalism that proves itself to be bullshit at every turn because I'm like, mm-hmm. and again, like I just like said, I I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I don't think I don't think citizenship for immigrants in the Constitution is defined as anything other than just sticking around for seven years i'm pretty sure that's no, the requirement it's not <laughs> that is the original requirement and on top of that you i mean i mean republicans in particular really show their ass and the fact that they want to get rid of what they so callously and douchebaggily <laughs> call uh, anchor babies fuck you that person was born here. You were born here. What gives you a better right to be here than them? Nothing. Fucking nothing. It's it's <gasps> insane. It's this animal. Oh, I'm farm sorry. Are they bullshit. not the right? Are they not the right shade? Do they not have the right amount of melanin in their fucking skin? Is is that what's bothering you so much? Oh, poor baby. Poor fucking baby. It's in the Constitution, which you claim to love, which says if you're born here, you're a fucking citizen. End of discussion. It's right fucking there. Yeah, you want to get so original. So before you <laughs> right, right. So before you get all high and goddamn mighty on me about reading the Constitution, you might want to fucking read it yourself. Because it's right there in black and goddamn right, white. Ugh. That was a funny. That was a funny turn of phrase, though. <laughs> Ooh, dog. Oh, the a little dog for me, Chris. Chris, I don't pet know. that dog. Chris, pet that fucking dog for me. He's he's excited. He's about to go on a walk, and I can't blame him. I'd be excited boy. too. Because he's a good boy. He's a good boy. He's a little loud monster some days, but you know, I I like it. You're a good boy, Chris. And with that, I think we're going to transition to some music because this is shaping up to be quite a long episode and we haven't even hit bad content yet. Good lord, let's do it. Bye-bye, but not Bye. really. Hey. who i just followed on uh spotify you should too ah i will i didn't know they were available on spotify (gasps) for shame i know me neither until this week (laughs) um but we have been gladly using their music so yeah they have been very kind to share that with us with virtually no restrictions um 
which has been great, but that kind of makes sense because we aren't we aren't making money off of it anyway. Um, no, and I doubt we ever will. Yeah, that's this, not the point. That's not the point of this. We're just yelling into the void or at the void, as Emmy the Bish said. As, as at Emmy the Bish, she they said that very yes, they did. very well. Um, mm-hmm. Today's back content is mm-hmm, going to mm-hmm, be mm-hmm. all about the uh, new Conjuring movie. Now, before you click away, I'm yes. sure many of you are Conjuring franchise fans. And as I mm-hmm, I was getting going with Harrison before we started recording again after a little pee break, and then I was like, wait, I got to stop <laughs> because I don't want to say everything I want to say when we're recording. But I really, I'm a fan of the Conjuring franchise. I do not yes. think the movies are necessarily great, in fact, I have a lot of narrative story structure issues with the second one in particular. We're not talking mm-hmm. about that one. We're talking about The Devil Made Me Do It today. But we can talk about that one. We can, we can, talk. We can reference because, it. Because, yes, I, think, I, have, I have full disclosure. I have only in the entire – there are eight fucking movies at this point. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, I have only seen uh, three of them now. I have seen The Conjuring, The Conjuring 2, and The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. I did not do Annabelle, any of those. Oh, the nun. I forgot about Annabelle and The uh, Nun. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, um, I think it's eight. I think it's eight. It doesn't fucking matter. I don't need to look it up. The point is that there have been uh, a decent amount of them at this point. The only ones which we are really talking about and in, in, in which are affecting my opinion of this third one are one and two, and that's important because I will I agree. express some opinions I, about how I think this one veers way off course from the rest of them, but continue. Oh, yes, and and it definitely does. Um, Franchise-wise, yeah. though, I uh, I have liked the franchise. The first one is great. The first one, can, we, can we agree with that? I think the first the, Conjuring... The first one is a great horror movie. The first Conjuring is an excellent movie, and overall... Like an eight. They do... Solid eight. They do a great job making them even... Like, like I said, I have narrative issues mm-hmm. with The Conjuring 2 where I think it mm-hmm. could have I think they broke their own they set up rules in the conjuring too and then proceeded to break a lot of them and never explained <laughs> how that was possible. Um nope. but the way they make the movie and I and yes. I you know I'm not saying this to be pretentious but it's the word that's coming to mind the craft of it is good. Yes. Like they make a good horror movie. The franchise knows what it's doing in terms of building your anticipation, giving you that scare, and doing it in a number of different ways. Giving you the jump scare, but also giving you that atmospheric, you know, general sense of panic, even though nothing's going to jump out at you. Like, they do all of it well. This new movie, um, we decided to pick it. It's weird to, to preface a bad content by saying how much we like the franchise it's from. Because we often right. don't do that. <laughs> no, no, and we shouldn't. But, I mean, at, at the end of the day, both 1 and 2 were directed and co-written by James Wan, who is a fantastic filmmaker. Yeah, that's the Saw guy, for those of you who don't know. Uh, no, the third one is not. That is, that is incorrect. The first two movies were uh, Conjuring and Conjuring 2 were both directed by James Wan. Are you are are you writing down a note to cut out my I bad am part? writing down a note to cut out your bad part. Thank you. That's my God. That's so kind. Um, 
see, this is how you produce a podcast. This is not how I produce a podcast, which if you're interested in how to not produce a podcast, listen to the Wednesday Lounge, which I produce poorly. That is, but, it, is um, it is still a great podcast, though, I will say. I'm a, no, I'm a listener I and I enjoy that. it. I appreciate that. Uh, uh, it's not true, but I do appreciate it nonetheless. Um, James Wan is a is an excellent director. I I am I am a big fan. Um, um, I loved The Conjuring. The Conjuring was so spooky. It was so atmospheric. Um, 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 it was largely carried by the performances, of course, of Vera. Uh, Farmiga, yes. is that how you pronounce it? Uh, and Patrick Wilson, both of whom just absolutely show up for stuff that they didn't have yeah. to, right? It, I mean, it it, it it was a it was a relatively low, all things considered, budget uh, uh, horror movie. And yeah, they they're the reason it. it's a they franchise. Nailed it. Absolutely, I even liked the second one. I really did. I had issues with it. I thought that there were inconsistencies. I thought that the uh, there were some parts that I would have leaned into that mm, were not really highlighted. But at the end of the day, it's a fucking horror sequel. Yeah. All right. We're not trying. And like that is not. This isn't a genre that is known for good which sequels. Is, which okay? is why it's important to point out that it's like, yeah, we figured the third would be less good, also. But the real reason we Absolutely. picked it, and Harrison picked this one, and I'll let you explain why, but you texted me, I did. and it's all based really on the premise, which I think is a pretty good reason to pick this before we even watched it for the bad content. And we'll get into the movie in a yes. second. Yes. So, so before I had even seen it, and I mean, at, at a certain degree, it's not right to, to write off a movie uh, uh you know, out of hand without knowing anything yeah. about. But the point about this one is I do know what <laughs> right? Because it is based on the trial of Arnie Johnson, yep. okay? Which is a case that I happen to know quite a bit about. There have been a few docu- documentaries about it, several books written. Uh, it is one that has always interested me in particular because it is the first time in an American court in which a defendant tried to argue innocence by reason of demonic possession. <laughs> it didn't work. Which, which it honestly, did not work. will say, super glad that it didn't work. Just, just super, super glad. fucking glad that it didn't work. The, 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 okay, so, so, I guess we're going to try not to spoil too much of the movie since it's, like, brand but fucking new. be warned, okay? there will probably be some accidental but, spoilers. Probably. Probably. But, like, I mean, I mean, we are going to discuss the actual case upon which this is based. And that is where uh, 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 my main opposition to this comes in. Yes, I was biased from the beginning. Because I am aware of this case and I did not wish to see a fictionalized version of it. However, the same can be said of The Conjuring 1 and 2. So what is the difference, right? What, what In my mind, what is the difference between the first two Conjurings and this one, okay? What is it? Uh, it's, it well, it's specific. <laughs> 
It is very specific, but but I think it is very important. In the first two conjuring, okay. Ed and Lorraine Warren are hucksters, right? They're snake oil salesmen. Whether or not they believe in what they are saying, they are ultimately selling untruths as We're talking about the real people, not the movie characters. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, so, so that's another great point is that every single one of these movies, even the fucking nonsense tie-ins are like based on a true story. <laughs> well, except for the you ghost know, part. <laughs> except for right, except for all of the nonsense. And I mean, I, 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 I the first time I saw Fargo as a child, not as a child, I, I, I was a teenager. But I loved it because I was like, oh, this puts to rest forevermore the idea of, of, of a movie being able to say that it's based on a true story uh, while actively not. <laughs> oh, Harrison. Um, and that is, that is, I know, <laughs> foolish, adorable, adorable of young Harrison to, to think such things. But um, that, that was the main conceit. Uh, uh, that I was willing to accept behind The Conjuring and The Conjuring 2 is that, all right, you know, like, like there is some kernel of truth here. There was some sort of weirdness going on, some, some sort of, like, mental illness going on that was forcing people to act in a certain way, which you uh, uh, rather irresponsibly labeled as demonic possession or what have you um, because such things don't exist. And the reason I feel comfortable in saying such things don't exist is because there has never been any sort of scientific study which has been able to apply the scientific method to this quote-unquote evidence uh, that has produced a, a, a satisfactory answer and one here, way here's, or the other. I'll, add, I'll right? add just to that point, and then we'll get back into, we'll get back into the actual history since that's more of what we're talking about and shaming the movie for yes. lying. Well, mainly for taking <laughs> real people with real, there, there's a lot that we'll get into in a second. Ah, um, but yes, to, yes, we will. to that point of, it's just like, there's never been anything proven. I think, and, and the way I like to think about this is the way it's the same way to think about aliens. You would know, like the way you Wait, hold on. Aliens? No, no, no. Aliens, like extraterrestrials, is like, you you would fucking know. Like, if aliens visited the planet, you would know. Mm -hmm. If there is Mm -hmm. enough doubt to me on on something like that, that is the indication that it's not real. And the reason is because we all... And I'm, and you know, I, I hear you, Rando, who's like, not me, but go with me here. We all collectively want this shit to be real. Why else do we keep seeing these movies and reading these books? And why do people keep writing these movies and books? It's like, it's because it's cool. It's supernatural. It's exciting and fun. And it's exciting and fun precisely because it isn't real. (laughs) Right. Right. Is because is because much much like I mean it, I mean Joe and I got into this where I mean it's like a God of the gaps mm. argument right is that is that like we have situations in which we cannot accurately fully express the truth of what's going on right so in the Conjuring three and I mean I, I'm just going to briefly get into it because at the very end of the movie they play some 
uh, quote unquote, real audio from, okay, real quick. The general premise of this movie is that Ed and Lorraine Warren, these self-proclaimed uh, 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 clairvoyants slash demonologists, emphasis on self-proclaimed, uh, uh, perform an exorcism on this child, David, and they exorcise the demon, which goes into Arnie and causes Arnie to do bad things, right? So they play at the very end of this movie some of the uh, real audio that they captured from this quote-unquote exorcism which is not only wholly unconvincing, but uh, I mean, it, it's just like, well, fuck, you know, if if a kid saying some weird shit was all the basis you needed to prove a possession, my God, how many fucking kids are possessed? I was possessed <laughs> oh growing my God. up. Are you fucking kidding me? You're telling me this kid never heard anything in his life that 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 may and I mean maybe maybe that's the thing. That's the thing that's so infuriating about this is that maybe this kid actually had some developmental issues. Maybe he he had some some societal uh, uh, pressures that were forcing him or or otherwise influencing him to say X Y and Z. But they present this as like, oh, here's the evidence. Oh, a kid saying weird shit? That's all you got? And keep got? in mind, this kid, like, in the this is the opening scene of the movie, is this, like, kid who's, like, supposed to be right. somewhere between the ages of, I don't know, six and eight, is, like, having right. this exorcism, and then the demon leaves his body and goes into Arnie's body. Right. But, like, all he's doing, which, even in the scene, like, yeah, they have some demon contorting <laughs> shit, of course, but, like, even in the scene, it's mostly just a weird voice, which, to Harrison's point, is, like, I think right. I spoke in weird voices pretty much from the age of six to eight exclusively because I figured out that I right. could. Like, <laughs> It's not an uncomfortably weird voice. It's not, it's not, and I mean, that's the thing, that's like one of the big differences is that like, so, so in the opening scene of this movie, the camera gets knocked over. Dun dun. Right? They're recording the exorcism and the camera gets knocked over, oh, by pure coincidence, so that it's not actually filming any of it. Of course. Right? And of course, in the movie, when that happens, that's when he starts contorting and doing all sorts of crazy shit talking in like insane demonic tongues the actual recording which they present at during the credits of the movie right which you would expect to be their best evidence right that's their best foot forward this is their strongest foot to be like, this is based on a true story it's just a kid using a weird voice man like 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 they they echo it they they like put reverberation oh, yeah. on that shit in the actual movies oh, I will fucking eat your soul when in reality it's like oh, I hate you mom it's like, that is not convincing <laughs> but regardless you know what for the rest of this movie let's just assume that all of this is not yeah. true because because there is no yeah, there's no good evidence to suggest that it is true. There have been much, 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 much better sources 
than Chris Wyden and I uh, that have looked in seriously to Edna and Lorraine's uh, quote-unquote studies <laughs> that have concluded that it's all fucking nonsense, that it is that it is an answer in search of evidence, right? That, that they start with the conclusion that they work backwards from there, okay? I don't want to totally call them snake oil salesmen because – you know, I I do think it is a mix of them believing what they're saying, but deceiving themselves as much as they are anyone else. Yeah, probably. All of that's fine. Okay, all of that is is perfectly okay. Not perfectly okay. I have issues with it, but in The Conjuring one and two. You know, if you are inclined to believe that demons are real, if you are inclined to be scared by such things, it will spoop you because it is an excellently made film. And if we can throw on top of it, oh, it's based on something real, you know, that's going to that's gonna throw a monkey wrench in your uh, cognitive abilities to accept what is real and what is not. Sure. And, I mean, that disrupts the whole thing. You can suspend disbelief. You can have fun with the first two movies because ultimately, while murder is involved, it is murder, I mean, within this world's logic, okay? Again, I think this is all nonsense, but within this world's logic, it is consistent. Murder happens, bad things happen, whether it be, you know, child abuse, what have you. Bad things happen, and that's what draws the demons. The negative energy brings the demons in who then, you know, do whatever the fuck demons do, okay? That changes in this movie, and that changes in a major way in with the main difference being that they try to claim that a demon is responsible for a real-life murder. And I cannot abide Because there are real-life victims with real-life family members. <laughs> uh, yeah. His name was John Bono. Or Bono. Uh, 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 they don't mean... They, they, and that's the thing. is that that's, that's what is almost further infuriating to me. Is that you have to imagine that they considered how uncouth this whole thing was. Because they changed the name of yep. the victim. They, what, his name was Bruno? Yeah, yeah, it was something Or some like bullshit that. like that? Okay, so, here are the facts of the actual case. Ed and Lorraine Warren were called to exercise a demon from David Glatzel, a 10-year-old boy who uh, acquired this demon from the house that they just moved into. Whatever, <laughs> doesn't matter. The point is that at some point during the exorcism, and this is in the tapes that they play at the end of the movie, um, Arnie, who is the boyfriend of David Glatzel's uh, sister, Debbie Glatzel, longtime boyfriend, says he's just a boy, take me instead. And apparently the demon does so, right? But... Um, like a week later or so, uh, both Debbie Glatzel and Arnie Johnson were living uh, in the upstairs apartment of John Bono, 
who owned a local kennel where he kept dogs, but Debbie did most of the work. Debbie was like okay. the manager of the These... kennel. As in, Absolutely. this is, Deb- and this is Debbie... in the movie too. We're talking history now, but this is this also is... in the movie. Yes, this is, we'll, we'll get into the differences later, but like, I feel like it's very important to establish the facts before we get into how the movie portrays them, right? These are the court-established facts. This is based on testimony that was given, okay? So uh, uh, John Bonnet was a drunk through and through. There's there's no denying that. He, 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 by most accounts, he was not a good dude, okay? He was um, verbally abusive. He was belligerent. He was just constantly drunk. Debbie's main role was to keep the business alive while he was out on his tirades, okay? So uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren, how they come into it, which all of the Conjuring movies are solely based on their notes, which is frustrating (laughs) because it's not based on any sort of actual court document. It is purely based on their recollections which would be less right? frustrating if the movies didn't so try so hard to convince you that... to tell you there was a true story. <laughs> yeah, man, like God, they're just like, oh, we ha- you have to know this. Um, so during the quote unquote exorcism, which was never filmed but only recorded because I don't know the camera got knocked over or some bullshit. Um, Convenient. The demon, yeah, very convenient. The demon went from David uh, to um, Arnie, and then like a week or two passed, and um, John Bono took Arnie and Debbie and um, one of Debbie's uh, little sisters out to lunch where he got drunk, um, apparently grabbed the little girl and was making some kinds of demands. And that was the point, right? Like, like he was being belligerent. He was being angry, um, possibly violent, not yet, but possibly violent where Arnie took his own pocket knife and stabbed, uh, John Bono to death in the restaurant, uh, 22 times. I think they got back to the they got back to the house oh, okay. when this happened. He got he got drunk at the restaurant and then they got back to the kennel slash house, uh, where where that's when he like took the kid. And again, this is all based on uh Debbie and Arnie's recollection because of course John So Bono it sounds like it uh, was a a, a sort of self defense slash rescue of child. Almost yes. like that would be a better defense. Almost like that would be a better fucking defense than the <laughs> defense that the defense gave, which is, and this is true, this was entered into, it's also kind of funny because, not funny, but but it's interesting because it was the, I don't, somewhere in Connecticut, it, it was the first murder uh, ever. It was the first person to ever be charged with murder in this township oh. in Connecticut, right? Uh, uh, but it was also the first time in the United States where anybody entered a plea of innocent by reason of demonic possession. 
What the fuck? Honestly, so I, this is educational for me too. I did not know any of the actual facts of the case. I just had kind of an issue with the premise when you, when you were like, we should watch this since it's based on a real thing. And I was like, yeah, there are real world victims and like family members who survive and, and like, it's fucked up to make a movie and like force people to have to like deal with that being around you, um, culturally, which also, I mean, it's probably been difficult for people related to uh, this this Bono fellow um, prior. Well, they well, changed know, his but name. I'm saying prior to this movie, because it's still the same. Right. It's still you know uh, what's her face and what's his face Warren who came in and like you know the Conjuring. Ed I'm sure Lorraine. the person, the people who are connected directly and emotionally in this real life case probably have associated yeah. the conjuring movies before this movie with this part of their life also so this is like insult Absolutely. to injury to like specifically make it about this it's it's so cal and not not only that like i mean there is there is a level of 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 because eventually like the judge denied it Right. The judge is like, you absolutely cannot do that. This is not based on evidence. There's no way to prove or did. This is a non-falsifiable claim that you were making in a court of law. Therefore, I cannot accept it, which was the right fucking move. Absolutely. That was the right move, (laughs) because if you open the door to that bullshit, you know, there's no place that 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 it can end. But what what is so deeply frustrating and disconcerting about this particular entry is that whereas the other movies you know if murder happened then a demon showed up okay then then it got like supernatural or what the fuck ever this entire movie is built around trying to absolve a murderer of his crimes okay john bono was a piece of shit by like every recollection nobody liked the guy he was a bad dude he didn't deserve to be murdered and on top of that he was stabbed 22 times that's not how many times does it take to murder someone? that's not a defense and i will absolutely i will absolutely if i am being as generous as possible i will absolutely grant you that there are times, because this is well-documented, when people fly into a rage and they black out and they don't have memory, perfect memory, of what happened when they were doing horrible, horrible, inhumane things. Okay? Fine. I'll grant you that. What I will not grant you is absolution on the part of Arnie Johnson. Because this movie fucking sets him up as a victim. As saying like, oh, he had no role in this. He was just being controlled by a demon. Don't you understand? Somebody put a curse on him and that's why he committed murder. Somebody's dead, motherfucker. Somebody is murdered six feet under right now because of Arnie Johnson, who served, by the way, Five years, they didn't mention this, of a 20-year sentence My gosh. for good behavior. The good behavior 
you know, whatever. I don't believe in the penal system. But the point being that, like, all of this nonsense, and obviously he's some white kid. I mean, oh, that, that, like, the movie glosses over that. He would have like, been treated so differently if he were not. Oh, yeah. he'd be dead. He'd have he'd been be moited. The, the 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 fucking the fucking movie ends with like oh and like Arnie and and uh and Debbie are married to this day, uh because he's a white kid. It's That's also the case. like That's the how, only reason. It's just it's one of those endings where even even if you're not really paying attention and even if you just kind of are you know you, whatever you're just along for the ride of the movie. Mm-hmm. You've been mm-hmm. told while watching the movie this is based on a mm-hmm. true story, and you've seen a, a, that right. somebody was murdered, and then the ending thing yes. is that the murderer lives happily ever after, and this is good. Happily ever <laughs> fucking after, and it's good because love prevails. What? Fucking uh. what? Somebody's still murdered here, friends. Like, like I mean, how is that not? And again, by all. Re- like by all recollections, a piece of shit person, but it doesn't matter. What matters is that he was stabbed twenty-two times to death. Yeah, which, like, the assailant fled. The assailant fled. Not something you. Right? He was found two miles away from the scene <laughs> of the crime. Not something you normally. And do. then this entire movie is devoted to explaining his act of murder through supernatural means, fuck yourself. Fuck you. Like, absolutely fuck yourself. We're not going to spoil it. We're not going to, we're not going to, like, get into the weeds of it. But, I mean, I mean, just, just on a, 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 well, first of all, there's no way to spoil it. If you've seen the trailer, you've seen (laughs) the movie. There is no good moment in this, because that's the thing. Beforehand, when I suggested this movie, you were like, oh, you know, rad. I like I, the I, I, movies, yeah. I like, I did too, up until this point. Well, one and two, again. But uh, you were like, this will be better than our normal fare. And I was like, I don't know about that, man. Um, it was pretty sloppy. It, it, it's so sloppy, and not only, it, it, I, I think it's dangerous. I think it's dangerous, man, because the second that you can say, and the name of the fucking movie is The Devil Made Me Do It, the second you can say that, you can excuse anything, any action. The second you accept that as a, as as a liable, as a, and that's the thing, is that, is that at the end of the day, we have to give credit where credit is due the 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 uh, i mean the performances between <laughs> between uh Patrick Wilson and and um oh what is her name um 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 ba 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 we can edit this to make uh Vera Vera Farmiga yeah. i guess we can edit that to make me sound smart. Uh, Ed will. Uh, uh, oh wow! I just I already fucked it up. Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga. Um, um, yeah. They show up, which is adorable. 
You know, it's it's like, oh, this is such a bad movie, and you still get me. Well, I don't know. I would say when they're acting together, it felt like that. Patrick Wilson looked like he was phoning it in in every solo scene. (laughs) Well, like, and maybe this is because I'm coming just so everybody knows I'm a little high on my critiques for Patrick Wilson because I am watching Fargo season two right now. So I am watching. Which is so fucking good. And all of you should go watch right this second instead of watching this goddamn mess of a movie we're talking about. Well, mainly just that, like, it's hard to go from seeing him, you know, every nail Nail it it. a few nights a week. Every scene. I watch watch this movie one night and I'm like, same dude, this will be interesting. And then I'm just like, oh, no. <laughs> not a chance, not a chance. Yeah, bad movie. Just a bad movie. Just because a bad it's not. I mean, I mean, we, make. they could have made a movie in this franchise yes. without it being this one, and they should. Have. Oh, they could, and they should have, because because like, let's set aside everything we know about the fact that they're they are seeking to argue for the innocence of a murderer, right? Let let's like let's pretend that this entire movie is made up. Just for just for the sake of argument, right? This isn't based on anything real. Nothing. It is purely fictional. Still a yeah. bad movie. Still an awful horror movie. Every, I've only seen one trailer for it, which was 30 seconds. Every single scary oh, moment no. was in that trailer. I didn't see a trailer, so I still got a few there's, spoops. There, there's, I wish I fucking <laughs> hadn't. Because I don't like, I mean, I even the moments I hadn't seen, I was like, ugh. All right. Well, there's a hole in the wall. It, the scare is not going to be in the hole in the wall. It's probably going to be behind. Oh wow, it's behind him. Wow, way to subvert expectations. You fucking. <sighs> I said, it's, well, it's just it. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's a franchise-ending level of terrible. But it won't. It won't end. The franchise. They're going to do well, twenty more. They're going to do twenty more about these snake oil salesmen huckster douchebags that made a career off of being like ain't 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 shit spooky and if they if it's not if it's not this franchise it'll be another you know there are plenty of there's america has a a rich history of supernatural oh my god (laughs) absolutely dude there have been uh four horror franchises just based off of warren um um adjacent oh cases the amnateville oh, horror yeah. uh franchise is another one that i mean they change all the names yeah, yeah. but like god this shit needs to die and especially since like she didn't even die until like relatively recently which is horseshit because it's just like you have a bit of a uh a, a, a bias uh uh yeah, dude, she didn't die until 2019. So she she was like seeing all these movies about her and like, yeah, yeah, no, totally. That's how it happened, though. <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure. It's it's a bad. It's movie. a bad movie. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. If you have to, we haven't spoiled, I guess, anything except the fact that I it will spoil sucks, one thing, so. and it's because it took me Go it, it, it took it. me the whole movie to figure out who this was. It's an actor spoil. Um, John, John, uh, I don't know his name, but it's the steward of Gondor and it took me forever to figure out where he was from. 
I think I let me because he showed me, up and he opened his mouth and I was like, chat. "Who is that guy? I know that voice." And then John Layfield. You know what it took? No, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. Oh God! Oh God! Hold on, Denethor. Denethor, right, well, who are you? This is not Denethor. as important. No, don't cut this. <laughs> no, yes, it is. John Noble. John Noble. John Noble. It it that's took. Who it is. He said, he said one of the, it took no, him smiling said. for me to realize who he was because I needed to see his mouth to remember the steward of Gondor scene where he bites into that tomato. Yes. <laughs> Maybe the grossest eating of all time. And why should your, why should your songs not be fit for my holes? <laughs> Come sing me a song. Um, yes. And he also said one of the most hilariously self-contradicting things I've ever heard in this movie. I took a screenshot of it. He said, the why is counter to everything that the Satanist stands for. No, it's not. You don't know well, anything yeah, about also Satanism. This movie, Satanism just, this is... This movie defines uh, Satanism as if Satan is real, which like... As yeah, nihilism. And like also, it's very clearly and, nihilism. In the, and like in tied to nope. Catholicism, which of course is the biggest problem when a horror movie does that because real world Satanists are not Catholic. Mm-hmm. But according to any sort no. of lore around Satanists, you'd have to be Catholic in order to be a Satanist. <laughs> yeah. Like, like Satanists sounds, don't do so the dumb. Bible. So how can they do pro-biblical Satan things? Like, <laughs> Right. Right. That's not even getting into the fact that, like, their official God language is Latin. It's like, that's not an... All right, fucking whatever. That's it. <laughs> you people are stupid. This is stupid. Don't watch this movie. That's all I have to say, Chris. Well, I think that's. I think enough's been said, and maybe too much, but we'll see. And and if Definitely you're still listening, much. thank you. You can follow us on it is nipod at it is nipod on Twitter. Excuse me. <laughs> and I'm at Harry Stew. Oh my god! And I'm at Chris Wyden. Ooh. Um. I guess this is the end of the episode. Goodbye.